0: Everyone, welcome to the bucket PWC Connections, the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Courtney Lucas, and I am super excited because while Mr. Lamont Henson is my partner in crime and is in the room, somebody else is going to be uh, taking the mic today.
1: How are you doing, Nicole? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm so excited you're here. I know. This is very exciting. This is only the second time I've gotten to do this. Really? Yeah. Okay, we got to get you in here more. Oh, don't say that. It's a Christmas
0: miracle, or it's my early Christmas present having Nicole sit beside me as we do this podcast. This very important podcast. uh, It is... Why are you shaking your head? (laughs) (laughs) We've been teasing this one for a few weeks now. Um, Mr. David Trago, our CEO and general manager, who was saying sayonara in a few weeks, has joined us. Um, As our listeners know, he was our first guest, and he's going to be our last guest of 2020. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. How about you?
0: I'm excited for Christmas, and I'm excited Nicole is here, like I said.
2: I
1: wish
0: everybody in my life could say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so some of the things we wanted to talk about Mr. trago Um you've kind of been doing the rounds and you know saying goodbye. Uh your farewell tour uh but now it's time for our podcast listeners to get a a goodbye from you. Um so let's talk about your time here at PwC and um what your plans are for the future and all that.
2: Well, uh, I've been at PwC almost 11 years. I came here as a chief operating officer of electric and When steve blanchard retired after 40 some years i was fortunate enough to become ceo of this great organization so i've long had as my plan to you know retire when i was 62 or 63 and uh, that's what i told the commissioners when i took the position so um, i i'm retiring with absolutely no regrets i'm i'm absolutely looking forward to it but i've enjoyed my time at pwc and and i've said this multiple times in all the venues my my 11 years with pwc has been the most rewarding and most fun in my career.
0: I love hearing that, I really do. Um, can you remind us of your background in the utility industry? You're
2: you're a pro, you're an expert. Well, I've been in the energy industry for 40 years. I, After I graduated uh, from Penn State with a degree in civil engineering, I went to work for General Electric. I used to build power plants. So I worked out of their Chicago office. I did that for seven years and then I had a 23 year career uh, working for an investor owned utility up in Pennsylvania. Uh, took early retirement there, and was a little too young to retire. Uh, and I uh, came to PwC in 2010, and uh, and I've been here ever since.
1: You've been here ever since. So, what what do you think was a big draw for you to come here?
2: Well, it, I was in the investor-owned side for a long time, and I was very successful there. I was CEO of that organization, worked there for a long time, but the Investor owned side of the house started to have a shift in, in my last four or five years where we used to have investors that looked at the long term. Okay. We used, uh, in fact, when I started as CEO uh, in 2005, our largest investor was the California Teachers Retirement Fund. So they had a, so a long term view of return in an operation. When I left, they were they were the 10th largest investor and the two largest were hedge funds wow and as you know hedge funds have a very short term view of things so the nature of the at least where i was working but it was a trend in in investor-owned utilities was the horizon got shorter and shorter as far as what they were looking at so when i took early retirement I, I had worked with a number of municipals up in Pennsylvania because they were our customers, and I really liked their model. So when I decided to go back into the workforce, I only looked at municipals. I, I, I did a good job in investor-owns. I, 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 I like them. I respect them. But as I was closing out my career, I wanted to go into the municipal model, which is local control, long-term vision, and taking a look at, at really having a focus on your customers. So that's kind of what brought me here.
1: Well, and I, I'll say that um, you were one of those people that came in and it seemed like it was just a natural fit for you. You immediately, you felt like you had been here your whole life. I mean, <laughs> that's just, it was very comfortable, I think for you and for us to have you come in like that.
2: Well, and I think, from where I came from in the investor, realm, like I said, you know, when I came there, it was more of a long long range vision and taking a look and being close to your customers and everything. And, and again, when you have that shorter term vision, when you're dealing with things like hedge funds who are worried about the profits next month, not, not next year, it kind of changes the focus of the organization. So I think coming here to PwC with that long term vision and being close to customers, was more in my comfort zone, and it's what really made me enjoy my time in the investor-owned side of the house and until they changed.
0: Good answer. Okay, so when you um, first came to PwC, where did you start out?
2: I was the chief operating officer of Electric, and uh, then I I did that for a couple of years, and we, Steve Blanchard did a reorganization, and he created a brand-new division being the customer programs division. And he asked me to step aside from my uh, role in electric for a couple of years because when I was where I got my start when I worked in the investor owned side of the house was in marketing and customer programs. So he said, Hey, you have this experience. Would you mind kicking off this organization, getting it organized? And then we'll bring in somebody as a permanent person to take it over and we'll move you back to electric. So I did that for roughly about 18 months. And then they brought in Mark Brown, uh, who I believe has been on the mm-hmm. show. And, and he took over customer programs after that. And I went back to the uh, electric COO position. And then, uh, like I said, when Steve retired, I was fortunate enough to have the commissioner select me as the new CEO. So you, were you can fortunate. kind of
1: say that he, pl- he laid the foundation for us to have all these wonderful... Um, incentive programs that we have out there. Oh, without a doubt. Background. We're yeah. always
0: talking about our incentive programs and promoting those, and that's really thanks to David Trago.
2: Yeah. Well, it's not thanks to me. It's thanks to the organization, and I think part of it was the vision of Steve because he realized that as we got into the new power supply contract and taking a look at our cost structure that we needed to do things like you know promote conservation and provide incentives for customers to do that. So he had the forethought to start that organization, and and fortunate, I mean, the first program I ever approved when I was there was actually the high efficiency toilet program, which is still there today. It's still one of our most yeah. popular it programs. It yeah. really is. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, you also said a, a key phrase there that always gets us all a little excited over here on this side of the table, power supply. <laughs> that's such a a huge thing here. Um, and I know that I've heard you say before that that's been one of the the things that you felt was one of your biggest accomplishments was being a part of the last one that we signed.
2: Yeah. And again, that was a real team effort. I, you know, I was just fortunate enough to be CEO when that happened, but you know, that was a couple year process that we went through taking a look at our power supply contract with Duke. And we were ready to basically cancel that contract and go out into the marketplace. And Duke said, no, we're willing to amend the agreement. And, by doing that, we've saved our, we're have saved we gonna be saving our customers over $300 million over the next 20 years. And that's something that I'm most proud of this organization doing because that savings, as you know, we've already done a rate decrease for our customers mm-hmm. and they possibly can see another rate decrease in a couple of years when the next piece of that contract kicks in. So yeah, I'm very proud of that because that's something that had a direct impact on our customers. And I'll tell you what, Going through COVID and knowing the economic difficulty that many of our customers are having, again, I, I think that's a great thing to have in place was was that rate decrease for them.
1: We agree.
0: Yeah, I noticed that rate rate decrease, and I, I appreciated it as a <laughs> customer, so thank you, <laughs> Mr. <sure to> Trego. <laughs> um, when you assumed the role of CEO, what did you see as uh, your greatest challenge? What did well, you want to tackle first, or...?
2: Well, I, and, and I think I said this because I, because as you know, when I became CEO, I went to each department and met with each department. And I said, the thing that was keeping me up at night was succession planning. Uh, and we're still at that point. We have a very experienced workforce here at PwC, which is a benefit. Uh, but it's also something that you need to be wary of because we have over 40% of our employees who would be eligible to retire in the next 10 years. So I saw as one of my greatest challenges, making sure that the next generation of leaders was here at PwC. So we started a very robust succession planning process. I've instilled in all of the officers and managers that when they're interviewing somebody for a job, yeah, you're hiring for this position, but also take a look at the future. You're hiring them maybe for the next position, the next two positions that they might take. So we really had a vision to try to hire people who could be the next generation of leaders. And fortunately, I think we're in really good shape.
0: I think that's great. And um, a few months back, Lamont and I hosted a show where we brought in some newbies, some Mm -hmm. relatively young employees. And that's one of the things they talked about is um, they were excited about the succession planning and, you know, being able to move forward and upward mobility and all of that.
2: Well, that's one of the things I mentioned, as you know, whenever new employees come in, we have... uh, you know, meetings with new employees where all the officers come down and, and, and meet the new employees. And that's my messaging is, hey, this is a great time to come to PwC. We have, you know, retirements that are coming up. So there are a lot of opportunities for new employees coming into the organization. And over the past five years, every year that I've been CEO, we've increased the training budget for our employees, which gives them the opportunities to not only be better at their current job, but to prepare themselves for the next opportunity. And I keep pushing employees to take advantage of our tuition assistance and other training programs. So they're in a better position to compete for positions when when they become open.
0: I think we just had um, like a graduation ceremony of sorts, right, Nicole, in the substations
1: group with the apprenticeship program. Yeah, that's one of the, one of the cool things that we've, that some of our staff have been able to um, create in the last few years is an apprenticeship program for our substations folks. And it's, I've not heard anything bad about that. It's all been good. And I know that Joel and his folks over there have really done a lot to build up that program. And the guys that have come through it seem really, you know, proud of what they've been able to accomplish and are feeling very confident about, you know, their skills. And it's just been a good thing all the way around. Yeah, definitely.
2: Well, while we've done that there, we've also done that in various divisions in the organization, making sure that people have the ability to get trainings and certification. And again, that makes them better at their current job, prepares them for the future, but also provides them with with an economic incentive that if they get a certification, they get a little bump in pay because they're more valuable to us in the organization. So we've done that in substations. We've done that with our line workers. We've done that with our water resources construction. And we just started it in IT. Oh, they, really? I didn't yeah, know that. That's yeah. Great. So we've we I've worked with Mark Lawler in in the IT department, and he took a look at each division and different certifications that they can go get you know some of them are microsoft certifications some of them are different certifications that they can go get some of them are online and some of them they have to go to uh, maybe ftcc and get but for each one that they get there's an incentive for them to to get a little bump and pay for it because they're more valuable to us in the organization
1: right and i think it's important for employees to feel like the organization is behind them and supports them and that and that it's also important for our customers to know that, you know, it's one of our goals is to make sure that we have a quality workforce that, you know, we can send out into the community and and do the things that they do.
2: Yeah. And, and, and if you were going to ask me uh, what what the second most uh, thing I'm proud of while I was here, it's probably starting up the line worker program at FTCC. And we're soon going to be starting one for water.
1: We're big fans.
2: Okay. (laughs) And again, you know, for those out there, you know, this is a program where you can go to a a short-term program at FTCC, which is a great bargain and a great school and get the basics about, you know, working in the electric department in construction and being a line worker. And hopefully in January, we'll be starting a similar program for people who want to work in uh, in the water construction department that's very exciting. so they can go and get training and that and, and that has a benefit two ways you know if you're saying hey maybe i want to be a line worker well maybe you go through the training program and say you know it's not for me or you, not say, for hey. or, something. or you say yeah this is something that i really want so it allows you to kind of test the waters but also coming out of it get a job that offers a real good wage right and and i'm proud to say that each one of the classes that we that we've had at FTCC, and I think we're probably up to our fourth one now. Yes. Every single person has been placed prior to graduating. Say That's that nice. one more time. Every single person has been placed in a job before they graduated. Now some of them come to work for us. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have enough open positions, they can go work for Duke, they could go work for Lumbee River, they go work for South River, they could work for a contractor. Yeah. But every single graduate has had at least one job offer before the before they uh, uh, graduated. That's. I awesome. mean, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And line
0: work is in demand. Work. It's not going away. You'll have right. a job forever. You know. So
2: right. Well, and it's a great job for you know you know for someone who is uh you know coming out of high school, maybe you know because college isn't for everybody. Right. And there's a lot of people the who trade. just enjoy that work. Mm-hmm. And you could get a job that pays fifteen or sixteen dollars an hour after going to a, a you know a six week program at FTCC. That's great. It yeah. really is. It is, and it's a way to get into PWC, and then. You know, take advantage of tuition assistance and other training, and it's a great entry-level position. So, yeah, I'm really proud of that.
0: We're proud of that, too. We love that one. And if you want to learn more about that program, you can um, check out our YouTube channel. Um, we have a video there. And then also on our jobs page, we have information about the line workers program. Um, can you tell us about some of your standout memories?
2: Hmm, standout memories. Well, again, you know, getting the uh, power supply agreement signed was uh, was a big deal. But I'll tell you what, one thing I really enjoyed, and I know that this group did a lot of planning around it, was our event around opening up our community solar. That was a great event. I mean, that was that something was where, where we brought in people from the community, community leaders, and it allowed us to also, you know, not only promote solar energy as a sustainable uh, way, but also a way for our customers to get involved with solar and not have to put it on the roofs. So it's a, it's been a great success. and. We only have a couple slots available and and I'll make a pitch that you could still sign up for community solar out there. Just go to our website and sign up. And, you know, it's, it's not something that's going to, you know, make you a lot of money, but it's a way to get involved in solar. And, you know, we have a a website that you can go and take a look at how much power it's generating and everything else. It's a great tool. And I know that if it wasn't for COVID, we were going to have our customers who invested in it, Come and take a look at it. A lot of school groups want to take a look at it, so it's a so it's a great thing for our community.
0: Yep, and it'll be around for years and years and years.
2: Twenty five years, at least. At least.
0: Okay, so um, you're leaving us, but you're leaving us in good hands. Absolutely. Our new CEO, Miss Elena Ball. She started last week, I believe, December first. December first. Um, can you give us a little bit of information about Miss Ball?
2: I'll let her talk about a lot of her career, but okay. she's. She's been in the energy industry uh, for a while. She's worked at three different utilities. She's worked at a municipal utility, Austin Energy, who many of us know is a, is yeah, a very- Courtney and
1: I are big fans, Austin. Yeah, and, uh, uh, I have kind them. Of their website is bookmarked.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I check them out often. <laughs> Austin Energy is a very progressive utility. I mean, they were actually the first utility in the nation to have a community solar program. In fact, uh, I, I was I was reminiscing with Elena her and she didn't remember it until i mentioned it but i actually talked to her a couple of years ago when we were putting together the community solar program because we were at an appa event together and i and i and i was looking out for somebody at austin because i knew that they had community solar to kind of pick their brain what might work for us and I talked to her very, very briefly on a bus, actually, we were going somewhere <laughs> and she gave me the name of the contact who was running the community solar program. And, uh, and her and I had a brief interaction, but, I, but, but I remembered it. So
1: planted so, that seed,
2: they planted the seed. So, so, uh, so now she's here at PwC and, uh, and, and she's going to be a great leader. PwC is in great hands.
1: We're excited to have her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're sorry to see you go, you know, don't, don't, don't be offended by saying that we really like her.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Okay, okay. That, that's okay. I, I don't take it personal. No, no, no. And um,
0: we'll get to hear from Elena on the podcast next month. She's going to join us, and we're going to chit chat with her and learn all about her. Um, so what's next for you, Mr. Trago?
2: Well, you know, COVID has kind of thrown uh, the retirement plans that I think everybody has had. Uh, in, you know, uh, you know, obviously, uh, as many of you know, I I, I do a lot of traveling. Uh, my wife and I were kind of one year we would do domestic travel and another year we would do international travel. And this would have been the international travel year, but, uh, who knows how that's going to be with COVID. But one one of the things I do want to do is I want to go up to Pennsylvania and see my uh, parents. I haven't seen my parents because of COVID, but, uh, because I've been here at work and, you know, I didn't want to have them at any risk. So, uh, I plan to, uh, kind of self quarantine myself for, for a short period of time after I retire and then head up and see my parents and and, and and see how they're doing. That That's definitely something I want to do. And also, as you know, I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, my wife's family is up there too. So we'll get to see her family as well.
0: Are they all tech savvy? So you've been able to FaceTime and Zoom and all that? Yeah,
2: even Good. my parents, you know, we got them a phone that allows them to FaceTime. Good. So, you know, so we're going to try to do that, uh, you know, for Christmas mm-hmm. and everything else. But, uh, but hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll head up there pretty soon.
0: Now you mentioned to Lamont and I um, on Weedy Radio a few days ago that your daughters are here, so you're not mm-hmm. disappearing.
2: Oh no, uh, both of my daughters moved down to North Carolina, which uh, you know they they followed us here, which which makes me feel good as a parent. But yeah, yeah, both of them are here, and so uh, even though we're going to be moving our primary residence to Wilmington, we have a place down there. Uh, uh, I always have a bed to sleep in in Fayetteville because both of them uh, both of them are here, and I'll be spending a lot of time up in Fayetteville.
0: Good. We'll see you around in like Publix or Harris Teeter or something.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Pastry. Oh, and the Retiree <laughs> gatherings that we have. That's yeah, right. where you can come to that. You'll be the life oh, of the party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll,
2: I'll be the life of the party. I'll, I'll be the youngest person. You there, probably, right? you, yeah.
1: you might be. I mean,
0: I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're still pretty young. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My dad just turned 60, and I'm like, he's still kind of a young guy. So you're saying you're 62, oh, yeah. 63. That's, yeah.
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're still. And and one other thing that I that I I think I mentioned this when 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 you interviewed me on We Do too. One of the things that I enjoy doing is I enjoy teaching. Uh, over my career, I've done a number of uh, college classes uh, for students. Uh, and that's something that I would look forward to do. So, um, uh, I may be making some connections at, uh, at UNC Wilmington and FTCC here and may come in and, and, and do that because, uh, I, you know, with, uh, you know, with 40 years in the energy industry, there's some, uh, you know, perhaps a little bit of knowledge up there that I could, I could, uh, I could do and, and help, uh, help out some students.
1: Well, I certainly think anyone would be lucky to have Mr. Trego as a teacher. I'd take that class. I would too. <laughs> yeah. I would
0: yeah. take that class. If you allow me, Mr. Traga, don't kick me out. No, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) You're being disruptive, Courtney. (laughs) So, um, PwC in the future, is there anything that you've said to Elena or any um, tips, ideas, any suggestions you've given her about where we should go or you're just letting her do her thing?
2: Well, I I think coming from a municipal utility, she knows the value of, of a municipal utility and having local control and and being, uh, being close with your customers and everything. So I think that's something that she's bringing already with her. And I think that, you know, we're going through strategic planning right now. So she's gonna be finishing that process up with our commissioners. So I think she's gonna be in a really good position with a brand new strategic plan because our five-year plan is up next year. So we'll be uh, going wow. into, so, so we're on that schedule. But I think that her and the commissioners can get together and take an assessment of where PwC is and where they want it to go in the future. And obviously put that in a strategic plan so we can get there. But I know that a lot of it and the messaging from the commissioners has been consistent that, you know, one of the values of having PwC, your hometown utility in Fayetteville is that local control, the focus on customers, you know, reliability, reasonable rates, you know, all of that comes together. And I think that that's something that that Elena brings with her already. And that's why I say that PwC is in great hands because she already brings that philosophy with her.
0: Any parting words?
2: Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would drop the mic if it wasn't on a stand, but no. I, and, and again, uh, you know, uh, you know, for everybody out there, I just want you to know that you know, PwC is a great utility. We really have a focus on our customers, and and PwC and and this area is in great hands with the entire leadership team at at PwC.
0: Well, we're going to miss you. We appreciate everything you've done for Definitely. us. Definitely.
2: Well, if you, a, if you ever want to have, if you ever want to have a retiree segment, you could always call me. You know.
0: Oh, well, we're doing it. We're so doing let's it. quickly shout out Miss Lucille. She's one of our um, diehard listeners, and she's been itching to join us. Um, she wants to do a seasoned employee segment. Ooh. So after we get Lucille and a few of our other seasoned employees, um, yeah, let's talk about a retiree segment. I think yeah. that'd be really fun.
2: Yeah, you could actually have uh, you could you could have a three CEO party: me, Steve Blanchard, and Elena. You could oh, bring don't all of tempt us with a good time. There you you got to go. stop
1: with these ideas, man. We're going to take them and run with them, which yeah. we always do. And then we're like, yeah. "Gosh, why
0: do we do that?" Yeah. <laughs> well, Mr. Trago, thank you so much for joining us in the bucket for the yes. final time, yes. unless you come back for a retiree show.
2: Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And and again, this is you know this podcast is just another way in which we want to be close to our customers. So. I, you know, I thank, uh, you know, you you all for starting this, you know, it's just another way for us to reach out to our customers so they know what's going on at their hometown utility, PwC.
0: That's right. All right. Well, Lamont and I will be back in what, about two weeks for our 2020 wrap-up show. That was pretty popular last year. I can't imagine what we'll talk about. And then in January, Miss Elena Ball will be joining us. You've been listening to The Bucket. We'll see you in a few.